it from this topic board aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. Good morning. Sorry it is so late. Sorry it is so late in the evening. Um, could not sleep, had severe muscle cramps. I want to talk to you tonight. It's Thanksgiving Eve and I'm very grateful for the wonderful life I've had in the past 56 years. Saddened about the loss of friends that I've endured. Saddened about the fake friends that I've encountered. Saddened that the reality is I may lose my life soon due to kidney failure, renal failure, and congenitive heart failure. Um, I am very grateful for the reality of my life. I, I could have been aborted during my birth, and I almost died during my birth due to an abortion attempt on my life. And it all began with the idea of mental health and the reality that somebody got some beautiful woman pregnant, my birth mother. And um, all my life I wanted friends and I wanted to be popular and, and have a normal life and, and, a, and a beautiful uh, surroundings like my mom and dad had. My mom and dad had a great uh, reality with family and friends, and that's what I wanted. And uh, I can never seem to grasp that. I met my uh, friend and adversary, uh, Joseph Michael Goldner, born December 23rd, 1954, 12 years ago on a talk show. I was sharing my situations to the world on, on, on a talk show, Alan Combs' show, and we met through them, uh, through him and through other radio personalities. And um, I, we became friends because I told him about my mental health. And I told him about the criteria of my situations. And um, he ended up meeting me beforehand when he was doing census. And he met uh, me and, and Brenda. And he met uh, my beautiful friend uh, Jennifer. And all my life, I wanted friends. 
And I wanted people to be my friends. And I didn't want enemies. I don't want people to hate me. And I thought Joe and I would become friends. And we did. Uh, he introduced me to his wife, Gail, and his son. And his son who has a disability. And we became friends, so I thought, for 12 years. And um, he had hidden agenda. He had a motive. He was going to just be my friend for the reality of wanting to be in a relationship with a friend of mine who uh, was a special needs, too. Her name was Jennifer, and he wanted her, and she didn't want him. And for the past 12 years... I kept telling him, no, she's not interested. She doesn't want nothing to do with him, only to be a friend to him. And I tried to get them to be friends. And it backfired in my face when he tried to push for more, to be with her more. And she didn't want that. She doesn't want that from him. They had no flirtatious relationship or nothing like that. They were just friends. But he wanted to have her more than a friend, and it got out of control towards the end this past August. And when he realized he couldn't have my beautiful friend Jennifer, he kicked her to the curb and decided to only give me a three-hour tour with my friendship. Like they say in the song of Gilligan's Island, a three-hour tour just so he can try to get into a relationship with my beautiful friend Jennifer. And he basically used my friendship to try to get to her. And it didn't work, and it backfired in his face when he decided he, she couldn't, he couldn't, he didn't, she didn't want me. He decided to kick me to the curb and give me all kinds of grief and cause me such uh, crap and, and the criteria of my mental health and my physical health. And then he knew about my physical and mental health. And yet he still attacks me. And I'm in hospice care. And he's still attacking me. And, and my beautiful friend Jennifer. And my beautiful wife Brenda. And all through his podcast he attacks us constantly. Because he cannot have my beautiful friend Jennifer. And that's why we're fighting back and forth. He's trying to say that I took her away from him. And she was never with him to begin with. And she said to him on her podcast, she wants nothing to do with him. She finds him repulsive and despicable. And he continues to badger her and calls her all sorts of names says she's a drug addict when she's not. She is in recovery. She's getting better every day. She works her ass off. And give her at least some credit. She's not drinking or using. God bless it. Give her some kind of credibility. I just want to die quietly without any more frivolous arguments. And I don't want my former friend to continue to attack me. And I'm tired of uh, Joe's attacks on me and my wife. Because he couldn't have my beautiful friend Jennifer. And yet this cat's been married five times. As I said in my previous podcast. 
And he's got five children that want nothing to do with him. Well, four. One lives with him. And um, he claims he knows all these government officials, all these very important people like Governor DeSantis, Rick Scott, and, and, and Marco Rubio, and all the people that are in the Republican Party, and President Trump. And he claims that they gave millions of dollars for my beautiful friend's recovery. But when you call and check these places out, there's been no contribution to my friend's name in those programs. There's not been one. And where is his proof that he knows these people? Is it just because he had a photo op with uh, Governor DeSantis that he can claim that he knew him personally? And where is his team? If he has a team, where is his team? He never shows his team. If his team was real, he should hire the A-team to take on his team and give out a million dollars to people to help him win Jennifer over to him. But he can never do that because she will never go to his arms. She wants nothing to do with him. And she's in recovery. She is fine. Let her live a normal life, Joe. Let me die in peace. Let my wife be in peace. My wife does not need the extra stress from you or your cronies. So please back off and leave us alone. We have no desires to be bothered by you or anybody that you know. We can care less. Um, I, I had great respect for Joe at one time because of all the wonderful things he's done for me. And then when he turned his back on me, me and him had a feud, and it started on August 2nd of this year. And I don't want to fight him. I have no desires to fight anybody. I want this to be over. I want to go on with my life. Whatever is ahead of me is ahead of me. I'm willing, willing and ready to go and face it head on. And I made peace with my father in heaven. And I made peace with my family. And that's all I need to do on this earth. And to the enemies that are my footstool and hate my guts and won't forgive me on, on, on issues of whatever it may be, that's on them. I did my part. I washed my hands free of it. And I ask God to forgive me of my situation of what I put other people through and what they put me through. And I wash my hands with the situation. I'm dying. A slow death. A slow death in the reality of kidney failure, renal failure, and uh, congenitive heart failure. Tonight I had uh, a seizure and I almost swallowed my tongue again. And uh, my wife is out cold, and I'm very worried that I keep her up all through the night, and I don't plan on it tonight. And I decided to come in here into the dining room and sit down and do this podcast for Thanksgiving. I am very grateful for the real friends that I have and the fake friends I'm grateful for because they show me what fake friends do to people. I took in a friend in my parents' condo that I thought was my friend for 24 years, Renee Maimon, 
single mother. I really had great respect for her, too. Claimed to be a Christian, and she took advantage of my kind heart and manipulated me out of my parents' condo and sold everything that I had in my condo and made a profit off the disabled. And that's exactly what she did. And she got a, a, a raw deal from my parents' condo but got an, uh, a lower price on it because my mom didn't want to deal with the situation anymore with paying the bills for me on the condo. It was getting too steep for my mother. And the reality of it is, I don't know what a real friend is anymore. I really don't. Because I don't know when the next friend is going to come along and take from me again. The next time it could be worse. The next time the, a friend can come and take everything that I own again. Well, if it happens, it happens. Uh, in heaven, I'll have it all back. Uh, as they say, God has your back. And he has my back now. And he didn't have me in my youth, and I wish he would have. I wish I would have known God in my youth, as I told my beautiful nurse today. <laughs> she was so sweet. She, <laughs> My beautiful nurse uh, has a 12-year-old daughter, and, and I've been talking to them about faith and mental health and faith in Christ. And for years, I didn't want to have faith in Christ, and I told her that. And I told her daughter, I said, your faith will get you to be strong-willed, and you will carry the cross daily, and you will live for him, because he chose you to live. And don't be feeling toxic about other people. Give them over to the care of Jesus as you understand them. And she thanked me on the phone and hugged, wanted to hug me. Her mom hugged me. And I told her mom, I said, with all my heart, she will be well through Christ, I promise you. Take her to church. Get her involved in a woman's group for women with mental health. And she goes, all right, Ronnie, I will. And her mom, is <laughs> so sweet. My nurse, she brought me sexy underwear for Christmas. <laughs> She's such a beautiful lady. And she goes, you and Brenda enjoy. I says, well, thank you. And she goes, you're very welcome, Ronnie. So I did some artwork that I had done uh, about a year ago, and I gave her some of my art that I had. And she thanked me. And I, I told her, I says, you're giving me a reason to live with my wife. And I told her, thank you for helping me stay clean and, and uh, helping me. I went out, walked a couple of blocks today in my wheelchair, and I couldn't walk very far. And I, if I couldn't, I would sit in the chair, and then I would walk in the chair with my, me sitting down as I walked to the store and, and I couldn't go back. I had to have my nurse come and bring me back home. And um, she did, but I don't think I can do that much anymore, except maybe walk around the block. Now, I don't even know if I could do that tomorrow, but tomorrow I'm going out for Thanksgiving with my beautiful friend and her son. Tomorrow I'm having dinner with them, 
with my wife and uh, then I'm going to go to an AA meeting and um, I'm proud of myself for not taking the medicine that is supposed to be an addictive drug and um, I took my drug test the other day and I saw the psychiatrist and she says I'm looking okay considering my health and she gave me two thumbs up and I told her, I don't know if I'll see you next year, because I may be with Dr. Abashi in heaven. But I told her, thank you for taking care of me, and thank you for looking on to my wife after I go to heaven. And she hugged me, my psychiatrist. She knows I'm going to heaven. She absolutely knows the reality of my, of my physical health is not good at all. And I don't want to continue fighting my former friend, Joseph Goldner. I want him to be happy and find peace. I'm, I'm dying. Let me be in peace. Not in pieces, as they say. And uh, I want to say thank you to all the wonderful people out there in this diverse, captive audience for being there with me. Especially my friends who are my heroes that follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Loretta Swit, my beautiful friend from MASH, God bless you. I hope you get a lot of contributions to help your animals, your dogs. I hope you and Mrs. Cindy Landon hook up together because you both love animals. Uh, you two should get together and hook up and... Uh, all the beautiful actors out there, thank you. And actresses, thank you for being my heroes that, that follow me on my social media. I am very honored. And I had the most wonderful time talking to Brent Spiner through my friend Kim Ronberry. And Kim tells me not to say I'm a filthy rag, but I have to because I am. I'm a tarnished human being with mental illness. It's a curse to have it. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Not even the people I'm fighting with. And I give them over to the care of God as I understand them. And if I die in my sleep tonight, or during the holidays, I know I made peace with my Father in Heaven, because I can hear the choir of angels calling me home. And in the reality of life and the pursuit of happiness, I've accomplished just that. I wish I could have wrote my book, Why Me? Because of my disability, it would have included my artwork, but I didn't have anyone to contact who's a universal publisher. And I wanted to share my mental health story to a live world audience and share my deepest most inner thoughts of what I've experienced in life because I'm not ashamed of who I am anymore and I'm not going to be cursed by any more fake friends and I told my mom I'm sorry for the division I caused on our family for, for decades with my mental illness and uh, she knows she knows I'm I'm very remorseful towards the family now. So maybe she'll have peace once I'm gone. 
and uh, my beautiful wife, I want her to be, I want her to be well, I don't want her to suffer after I go, I want her to have peace of mind, and I promised her I would take care of her before I leave this earth, and I just don't know what else to say. I really want to go home and be with my father in heaven. I'm tired. My body, my organs are all shutting down. And I am very, very tired. I don't want to bring up Joseph Michael Goldner anymore. And I'm tired of him bashing me, but... He is going to do what he's going to do best. Aggravate the hell out of you until you get a rise out of you. Now this is the last rise you're going to do for me. So, it is what it is. And, um, I want people to know the reality of mental health is a disease and I want everyone to be well, not in hell, and not have any spells, and to stay the hell out of hell. I'm going down south, I believe, in the flames. Even if I am saved by grace through faith, I, there is a penalty for unresolved forgiveness. I believe I'm going to be feeling the flames for a while. So dust to dust, ashes to ashes, there I go. I boldly go where no manic depressive has gone before. And um, be grateful that you have life today. Thank God for another Thanksgiving. And thank God for another wonderful Christmas. Please thank your higher power wherever you're at. I thank my Father in Heaven for every day that I have left now. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Be well. Have gratitude today.